Today on Uploading Podcast, we'll talk about dying games, AMD being disingenuous, and a few more stories, which some of them are pretty depressing. So, whoa, get excited for this episode right after this. Welcome to Uploading Podcast, the flagship podcast of Mickey Mouse Feet Picks. Trust us, <laughs> that will loosely tie into the end of this. Oh, no. Yeah, and you can thank uh, no. Silas for not having a joke to start this uh, recording off with, for you hearing that. Yes. Comment at him for this, not I'm, me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You'll see why in the end. It's, yeah, usually I come up with a joke, which is moderately funny. But now I didn't have one. For those wondering, I spent absolutely zero seconds thinking of that whatsoever. That's true. Just, That's true. The void in my mind just would not continue to exist and was filled with that thought. You're welcome. This <laughs> is so dumb. We have we have yeah, hello and welcome everybody. My name is Silas. We are again, or still joined by Sod. It is day 4331 of Marek <laughs> not being here. Uh, I think we all miss him very much, except for Sod, because Sod doesn't know Marek. Yes, yes, we have not had the pleasure yet. <laughs> we need to like, lining an episode where it's all three of us, at least one. I think we should do more, but at least one. Yes, yeah. at least one three-way. Of a recording. Don't swing that way myself personally. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get this train rolling with topic number one. Well, no, I had a few other things that I wanted to do. I had a few other things that I wanted to talk about. Like, we have, normally we, ha- we, we would have a bit of a chat in the beginning of this episode, right? <laughs> we just didn't have, we just didn't do that last episode because it was very late. Indeed. This time it is not that late, but almost. <laughs> Which is uh, fine. Uh, yeah. I believe that this episode is going to come out a bit later than, probably like a mm. day later than the episodes so far. And by that, mm. I mean like the last four episodes with Sod, because, yeah. I didn't feel that great. I just hit something on my keyboard. That was not what happened. Okay, it's fine. Recording still going. <laughs> yeah, he did not suck the hard reboot of his computer, don't worry. Why on God's earth you'd have a dedicated button for that, I don't know, but he didn't hit it. Sometimes I'm accidentally, like, I accidentally shot down my PC. <laughs> that genuinely happened a few times. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to plug in something like a USB thing in the back, and then I'll just lean over the PC and just touch the front button and it will just hard reset, like when you press the button for like 10 seconds or something. <laughs> oh, is it a touch-sensitive one? No, it's not. It isn't even. I think it's just a shit button where it just gets <laughs> pressed by the slightest little touch. But I've learned oh. to, to deal with that now, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was, yeah, okay, going back to what I was saying, I was feeling kind of crap. But now it's fine, and everything is good, so we can record things now. 
Um, Wonderful. On other news, I have dropped my phone. (laughs) 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 I don't read a few days. Well, actually, it's a few weeks ago now, I think two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to take a picture of a tree because that looked pretty cool during fucking like winter time with like oh. ice crystals and stuff on all the branches. Oh, that, that looks pretty, cool. pretty sick. Yeah. So, so I pulled it out of my, out of the pockets and I smashed it with one edge directly hitting the concrete. So it's kind of damaged now. And tell um, me, Silas. Was the phone in a phone case? No. Every time. I don't like phone cases. My brother has lost like five grand to broken phones because he just won't spend 20 bucks on a phone case. Put your phone in a case. I know you you don't like the feel of it. If you buy some fucking thing for like thousands of dollars, thousands of euro... No, no, I there was multiple phones. I, I want to feel that. I want to feel how awesome and cool this feels. I want to feel the high quality. I don't want it to feel like Lego. But Lego protects it. Lego stops you having to pay yeah, hundreds of euros if, in replacing the screen. But if that... Well, okay, I have insurance for that, though, which covers 90% of all the fucking costs, so that's fine. Weigh that against the phone case. How much of the rest of the cost? Well... We've talked about this. We we talked about this at in one episode before, where I was talking about the fucking Wi-Fi and GPS issues. Uh. (laughs) So this is just a rented phone, right? Mm. I pay thirty euro for it still. That's fair. And they include this this insurance thing where they cover ninety percent. So I don't really care that much. Just a little bit because that was pretty dumb. I you don't want to drop a phone, but when it happened, I was like, "Okay, well, I guess this is fine now <laughs> because technically this is not fully mine." So that's I not mean, that good of a mindset to have, <laughs> uh, especially because you are presently using it. So yes, um, it still works though. Coincidentally, though, on the same day, I think, or like a day after, there was a new software update thing, mm-hmm. a new new Android version or something. And I think what that did is it's it's kind of fucked up with the 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 antennas for the four G well a mobile network, right? So. I would like walk around outside and it, it, it would have no signal whatsoever, literally anywhere. And I thought, fuck, did I just smash it on the ground? And then like now the antenna is completely fucked. And then like another week later, there was another update. And after that, the whole antenna thing, I haven't mm-hmm. checked for the GPS and the Wi-Fi, but the whole antenna thing outside was fixed again. So I was like, well, I guess it was just some Wonderful. shit update. That was... A pleasant surprise after that, because I have this phone so I can, I don't know, use Google Maps outside mm-hmm. and listen to Spotify or fucking Tidal. I have another story about Tidal just to after this. <laughs> so not having that, not being able to like look at my school schedule and stuff outside, that was pretty shit. Oh, God, like that a sounds week. bad. It was, it's fine, but that was just not good. <clears throat> So, yeah, 
watch out what kind of software updates you install because sometimes they suck. Yeah, I believe there was this whole situation with like an update by Nintendo a while back that ended up bricking some Nintendo Switches. Like, oh boy, like then you need the updates, but at the same time, like they can go drastically wrong. We've had a few stories about updates before here too, Mm. like the one with the the HP Enterprises thing where it just deleted like terabytes of research data. <laughs> oh yes. Oh that one. Oh that still hurts. That was hilarious and bad. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. So, Before we move on to your title story, I would just like to deeply and dearly implore any listeners of this podcast who don't have a phone case. Oh my get god. One. I have dropped my phone so many times, and the screen is fine. Just buy a case and well, the screen, screen protects it. My screen is fine please. too. It's just like the edges chipped off a bit. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, mm-hmm. I still don't want to have a case on my phone. Ah, <laughs> uh, I understand that. But I'm employing the audience out now, anyways. Okay, so a few. Oh, I forgot what it is. I think I think episode three. Mm-hmm. We talked. Me and Merrick talked about. No, it's Merrick and I talked. Don't worry about grabbing. Merrick and I talked about. and I talked about how Square Inc. renamed mm-hmm. themselves to. <laughs> renamed themselves to Block. <laughs> Uh, which is fucking... I, th- I still think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, our name has to be three-dimensional now. Square, <laughs> fuck this. Block. Block is the future. I think... Yeah. Yeah. And then I think... I, I think I remember Merrick then making the joke, oh, they're going to rename themselves to... A, like what the four-dimensional equivalent of a block is, but I forgot what that is. Uh, what is that called? A 4D cube? 4D cube. And I didn't even catch that joke until I was editing. Oh, yeah, Tesseract. And then Merrick uh, said, oh, yeah, they're going to rename themselves to Tessa next year. <laughs> God. That was funny. They but okay. would, wouldn't they? I don't think they would because they did it because of the blockchain. Oh, wow. Fucking goddamn. Geniuses. Like well, that's the, the, that's the segue to my title experience because I'm coming to an end with my two months. Um, What is it? Like a two month trial. trial sub? Yeah, it's not, not a free trial. It was six euro for two months instead of like <sighs> 12. Get out of here with that nonsense. Like, who does that? That's so tacky. Well, I did that. I was like, well, do I want to try I mean, like, this as a company. 30 days? Like, the company's well, end. Like, that's a sm- I think tacky. that's smart, though. Uh, I know it's technically... Like, well, it's smart in the sense, like, you get them to forget about the subscription and then charge them a month in. Or two months in, in your case, but... Pricing. Ugh. How much is this? This is okay. Normally, I had Hi Fi Plus, which mm-hmm. is their big plan. 
Mostly because I was like, oh, I want to listen to some fucking Dolby Atmos music and see if all the hype that Apple are doing around this is justified. And you will see what I think about that shortly. (laughs) Uh, Normally, this is 19 euros and 99 cent a month for Hi-Fi Plus. So I was looking at this and going, well, if I could get this for two months for six euros, I'm just yeah fucking do it go (laughs) yeah the problem then what i had now is i wanted to Mm. cancel it and in the fucking app i don't know if there's any way to manage your subscription on the mobile app i didn't find anything for like half an hour i scrolled around in it what um it doesn't even show what what brand of phone are you on android phone yeah, maybe it's under like your Android profile. I know it's something like that with when you make subscriptions on your phone with well, like iPhones. I thought, yeah, I'll just go into the Google Play Store, into the mm-hmm. manage your subscriptions thing. Yes. But no, it does not show up there. <laughs> and apparently okay. you need to go to my.title.com and then there you can fucking manage it. Which, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Like on iPhones, I think that would not be allowed because you have to yeah. use Apple's like dumb shit to uh, for payments. I also think there's like legally some. If it's not illegal, it should be like just signing up to a subscription service and then having no way to cancel it. Because what if you only have a phone, like? Well, you can use the website on your phone. That's not the problem. Well, the problem is, is like a lot of web, a lot of those websites do detect you on mobile, and so you have to do it from desktop. Actually, I'm gonna I've run go that to problem a lot. and see what happens there. Because yeah, that is we're experimenting live, everybody. My.title.com. Log in and not live, but recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just checking OBS. Oh no. Okay. Maybe it is live. <laughs> okay, so you can log in and you can manage it on your phone, and that's that works. But you just have to know that, and I didn't know that. Mm. But then also my main my main problem was not that you have to go to a website, but actually in the title app itself, I haven't found anything where it says what email you've used. <laughs> so I have like multiple email addresses and also on the title website it's like well log in with Twitter, log in with Facebook, log in with Apple. I have all three of those things plus mm-hmm. like three different emails. I was just trying out oh uh, which email did I use? <laughs> and I'm not sure, but I think they Maybe I'm stupid here, but I put in one of my email addresses mm-hmm. for uh, and clicked the uh, forgot password thing. They sent me a link to reset the password, and I put in uh-huh. a new password. Turns out that was not the email I used. It didn't have any subscription. And then I went back into that into that email inbox, and I typed in title to see if I got any emails from them before for like signing up. Uh-huh. doing this subscription there's literally nothing there so my theory now is that they just 
send fucking the fucking reset password things to any random email that you type in without <laughs> checking if you have an account. Actually, let's do a test for that too. I with think like some some trash email thing. I think they accept the thing, but if they don't register the email address, they just don't send it out. At least that's like what they explicitly say on like other sites I've had to reset on in the past. I'm but I don't know. I I wouldn't try. trust them. I'm going to try right now. This is live too. Mm. Forgot your password. Click on it. I've created a fake email, a throwaway email that doesn't exist. Oh, well, it does now because I've made it on one of those temporary email sites. And now we'll just wait and see what happens. Do people even know what title is? Do we need to explain it again? Oh, yeah. Just very quickly. It is a music streaming service. Yeah. What, another one? There's many, which is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the competition, yeah. it's good. But also, I think, like, actually, it is one of the better ones, like, how many um, playbacks you would need to make a single dollar. I th- A dollar, I should say. Ooh, mispronunciation. Or oh, was it a correct pronunciation? An American accent, who can say? I think it's, like, 55 or 54 dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 55 or 54 playbacks one like um, what's it uh, Amazon Music and Spotify it's 200 plus which is messed up and the main point of Tidal 2 is you have like better sound quality and uh, more features like fucking Dolby Atmos and whatever 360 degree reality audio is or whatever that name thing is i don't know what that is um yeah, yeah. i think that would be um, changing the audio kind of like um what's the two sides uh not stereo um no indeed stereo like that yeah, back stereo, in the day yeah. you hear it it's a lot more subtle now but if you go back to something recorded in the 70s like uh, the rocky horror picture soundtrack and you try listening that into with just one headphone in like a lot of the song will be deafened because it's so much of that is coming from like the left side of the ear. It's something we take like um, for granted nowadays, but it was pretty revolutionary. And I imagine this, it would be similar, but in a 360 sense where as you rotate, it will affect what angle the sound is coming from. Well, you need, I think for that 360 degree thing, you need special devices. Or oh, something. definitely. Definitely. But then also there's Dolby Atmos, which is, Again, just like the successor to stereo sound made by Dolby. Also, I don't think they're sending an email. I just, I just had another title account and I just didn't know about that. <laughs> I guess okay, that ex- experiment is concluded. Um, and yeah, and Dolby Atmos. That was my main reason why I wanted to try this. Because Dolby Atmos is pretty cool for like films and stuff where you have multiple speakers and stuff around you. Because what that does is it stores individual sound files for every single sound. Ooh, that's gotta be so, taking up a lot of space. So, yeah, probably. But this is pretty good because that means you can have basically an unlimited amount of speakers. And then it's going to just do maths and shit and figure out what speakers that sound has to play through. So it sounds like, oh, on the front left or something. Oh, that would actually Which is be very pretty nice. cool. But then I was like, what does this do for 
goddamn music on headphones. Probably That's nothing. True. Not without like severe updates to them, you know? And also, I have a Xiaomi 11T Pro. We've talked about this before. Mm. Like today. <laughs> and this actually does have Dolby Atmos support. And this is an an important thing because I think your hardware has to be compatible with Atmos too. So, Ooh. yeah. Back like a year ago when Apple released this, Apple on Apple Music also have Dolby Atmos. They just call it spatial audio. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is an interesting concept. I'm going to do an Apple Music trial to see... If this is good, because interesting and new technology, I want to find this out. And then I was like, was lost. And then I was like, fuck, my OnePlus 6 doesn't support Dolby Atmos, so I can't oh. even do this. Because on Apple's site, it shows you, oh, it's compatible with all of these devices, but it's all just Apple devices. Yeah. And I just completely ignore the fact that Apple Music exists on Android. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was yeah. like, it's fuck very... what kind of shit company is this? And also, if you open Apple, if you opened Apple Music at that time on a non-supported device, it would still Ooh. show, oh, Apple Music, fucking spatial audio with a little Dolby Atmos logo, and it would Oof. show you like demo tracks and stuff. But they would all be in stereo for no reason. Not even like the thing above stereo, just like the bare minimum. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, now I have this. This phone has good phone. I like it. It has Dolby Atmos support. So I immediately fucking got Tidal Hi-Fi Plus. Mm -hmm. And I made myself like a playlist with songs that are stereo. And and then after the stereo version, it has the Dolby Atmos version. It's fine. <laughs> For the most part, what Dolby Atmos does is it just adds like reverb. Ooh, that's... that's like it. It sounds fine. It doesn't sound worse. You can probably do some cool sounding things with this if like you create songs specifically for it. But most songs in my comparison playlist were like old songs mm. where they just like remixed it to like work with Atmos, and I don't think that works that well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, theoretically good, but I don't think you're missing out on very much. If you have a well-mixed stereo song, yeah, you don't need Mm. fucking Atmos. (laughs) Plus, you need some fucking special device, and that's not fucking worth it at all. Just just have normal stereo, that's it. Use Spotify or use Tidal. Tidal itself, it's it's fine. It's an okay app. It's not amazing. Mm. Maybe it's slightly less user friendly than Spotify because it just does some things differently. But it's well, I would app. recommend anything else other than like Spotify and Apple, uh, not a- Apple, Amazon Music. Just because again, you'd have to listen to one song two hundred plus times for that person to make a dollar. So, yeah, not great. Really not great. Sega exits the arcade business after 56 years. 
An era ends as Sega fully withdraws from the arcade business in its home territory of Japan. The news reported by Yakuza f- uh, fan site, the Tojo Jojo. The Tojo <laughs> Dojo, there we are. Tojo Dojo, yeah. Spotted by Eurogamer, which says the publisher is selling all the remaining shares in its arcade operations to Japanese amusement rental business, Agenda Incorporated. Back in November 2020, the company sold 81.1% of the shares it's, of shares it, in its uh, Sega Entertainment division, which handles its arcades, to uh, gender for an undisclosed sum. Gender will now take the remaining 40% of the share, 14.9% of the shares and rebrand all of its locations. But entertainment, doesn't it also include gaming? Uh, we'll find out in a moment. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, good. Uh, Genda chairman at Takashi Katakoka uh, tweeted that every Sega arcade in Japan will now be branded as GAIGO, an acronym for Get Into the Gaming Oasis. Okay. <laughs> what? How about just Oasis? That seems a lot more straightforward. This is going to be even dumber once we yeah. once you're done reading. The Akihabara, uh, Shinjuku, and recently reopened Ikibukuro locations will be the first to be rebranded, following followed by any others around the country. Sega's decision to originally sell the majority of its shares in its arcade operation, followed by the heavy impact of the COVID-19 and restaurant stay-at-home measures on the area of its business. More recently, the publisher has shown signs that will focus more on its consoles and PC gaming business recently, you say. Recently. That is the end of the time. Well, that's, that's, that's true, though. In, like, the last, oh, what do you call that, the, like, earnings page where it says, like, oh, we are mm-hmm. fucked because of COVID. They had, like, a ton of slides about, like, oh, we need to go more into gaming because that's where the money is. Fuck the arcades. Fuck just, fucking patches, slot, fruit machines and shit like that. That was like I guess last year or two years ago. But it's like, they, they do fighting games, you know? It's like, not every yes. one of the things is a fighting game, but like every one of those is like, just build them a co- an arcade machine to walk off of and there you go. Seems fairly straightforward. Like, Sell it on the home console, but also sell it in the um, arcade as well for those interested. I mean, they're not, <clears throat> I don't think they're going to stop making arcade games fully. Mm. They've just, they just don't want to own arcades anymore. Yeah, they don't. So they don't want yeah. to have to drop the bag on that. They just want to provide the software, you know, because that'll make money when there's money to be made. And all the games, like I said, will already be sold on consoles anyhow, so they're not going to be too hard done if, like, say again, some other pandemic in the future comes along and closes everything down. But yeah, like, a lot of these... It's like uh, cinemas. Like, they were just heavily hurt by the pandemic. There's all the... The whole business strategy is getting people to a specific location to spend money. And when you can't go anywhere... Well, hey-ho, things really go downhill for you. I'm pretty sad about this. I'm pretty... I don't like that. I like Saga. 
I'm interested in Japan. I have no money to probably go there in the next 10 years, <laughs> seemingly. So, I'm pretty sad. Fuck. I don't want to... Well, I mean, Sega's not dying. This is probably a very smart decision after they've lost, like, no, most wait, of the money. Sega. No, I was thinking of Capcom. Oh. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Sega also name. make fighting games, though. Not the ones I know. <laughs> Uh, how do you confuse all the, all how, the fan okay. artists go after you know wink wink nudge nudge the most popular characters are sustained by fan art Sega has fan art though oh yeah but of the Sonic franchise like that's better <laughs> better there <laughs> what fighting games uh, does this have they have like Virtual Fighter. I don't know what which ones they still keep up. I don't play fighting. Games. Exactly. I can name like Darkstalkers, Street of Age, and um, oh, what's it? Um, Street Fighter. Like even I, who am not very big into like fighting games, I know those franchises off the back of my hand. And then they are relevant, even if games Street are not. Street Fighter is not Sega, though. Yeah, I'm talking about Capcom. Those are all Capcom oh, games. Okay. Well- I know those. Those I know off the top of the back. Wait, of wait, head. list them again. List them again. Uh, Dark Sockers. Uh, wait, Streets of Rage, or am I thinking Street of, of Rage, something else? Is that not Sega? Streets of Rage is Sega, I think. Yes, it, it, it was the most recent one was like um, licensed out. It wasn't made by Sega. They just held on to the license and let someone else rent it to make a game. And, uh, of course, Street Fighters. So. Oh, those my guy Okay. All those still well, get a lot of love and attention, making them relevant. How do you, okay? How did you from reading this whole thing, this whole text? How did you go from reading this to ah yes, Capcom? <laughs> uh, because I mostly associate like arcade machines with fighting games, and you know, Capcom does a lot of fighting games. Yeah, pretty That's easy switch. Arcade like, uh, games, though. I know, but those are the ones that like have the most diehard fan base. And again, that sweet, sweet art. Oh boy! And not even like the the lewd stuff. Generally, there's just some good fan out there that's completely wholesome that I just love to see. I want in my eye holes because it's that <laughs> such artistic beauty. Okay, lewd or not, um, great dedicated base of fan artists there. Well, and this again will tie I mean, in to the last to, point. Need to go back to. We need to go back to the topic. So, <laughs> this in, is again, you better keep this in. In yes, probably, maybe I don't know. Probably, yeah. Um, I think that that the fact that they've chosen Gigo as the new name is pretty interesting, partly because. I just think it's really dumb, but mostly I think... I was about to ask. Well, partly because it's pretty dumb, Gigo, I think that's like, that sounds like fucking something that you would see on like a knockoff Sega games or something, because it's also a four-letter word. (laughs) That or brand of adult toys. Like, that's the two places I see this going. Okay. That's just what my... 
don't know. It just kind of seems. Have you seen the names of some of them? Like, it's not exactly that far off. No. <laughs> there, there we go. You can't call me on that. You can't. Maybe it's just a strange place my brain goes. My brain goes to a lot of strange places. Well, um, the, <laughs> get into the gaming oasis. That's what it means. That has nothing to do with what Sod is talking about. Um, I think that's that's fine. But then also Sega already had a Gigo mm. brand, which meant, which what? was like a compound of gimmick and god some sega arcades okay. already had the name gigo on them anyways but they kind of phased that brand out in like the early <sighs> to late 2000s which Weird. is pretty interesting to me that they're like resurrecting this now yeah that's and then, bizarre and then the third thing is um i need to look this up though I'm just gonna confirm it again. I know this is true. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but acronyms like that really do feel like very early 2000s. Yeah, you gotta make a, a name into a clever statement as opposed to just hey, let's go with a name and stick with it. You know? Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just read this mm-hmm. uh, little passage from Wikipedia, which just explains um, what I. Or hope that they were not going for. <laughs> in computer science, gigo, garbage in, garbage out, is the concept that flawed or nonsense input data produces nonsense output. I hope <laughs> that this is not what they're going for with gigo. <laughs> oh my god. How do you choose a name that accidentally is just this garbage? <laughs> I does the so many terms in like tangentially or not even at all associated fields. It's like it's very easy to think, okay, yeah. no one's using this term for anything. And then people like uh, who do know about this, who are also very interested in gaming, just like point this out on Twitter, like, and then oh, it becomes a field day for everybody. Well, yeah, branding. Branding is pretty hard. You, there's so many factors. Like, when you when you're like, oh wow, let's invent this new word for our fucking company for our new game, and then yep. months later you find out, oh shit, this means suicide in Guatemala or something, and you're fucked. You're just fucked then. <laughs> Things like that do happen sometimes to like I- big companies. I do get that, but there's a certain point as well. I don't know. if There's one thing if it's like an American company or Japanese company that came up with that completely unaware of it. As long as you're not doing something so tone-deaf like within your own culture that is like so like completely out of touch with like another segment of it, then I think there's some like wiggle room for forgiveness and like um, just seeing if they still function as their base purpose as a company but also like typically you are right it does it it is a death global sega is a global thing it depends on like digo is i guess 
it depends on like if they are directly connected to it or if they just have supply chains that like uh, carry the products that are made within a nation such as like Taiwan, like uh, superconductors, was it? Or super processors? Semiconductors. Semi. Why do I keep going super? Yeah, well, semiconductors. Those are also a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are made like Different within though. like um, Taiwan, but they get taken across the globe. I'm not sure if like the company itself would like be best described as an international company or a Taiwanese company that just has a product that is shipped across the globe. I don't know. It's like it's a tough line to call. That is not something that you can compare because Sega produced things for consumers directly, yeah. whereas TSMC and other chip manufacturers are business to business, so the branding almost doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, well, that yeah. is also a problem. It's like you can't go to these companies directly for like parts themselves. You always have to go through a middleman, which always inflates the price. If you look at the market market retail value of like um, Nvidia, Dio, what's it, thirty ninety, and versus the actual prices you can get it when it is on like sale on like Amazon or some other site, and then like scalpers as well. It's what like, does this have to do with arcades being renamed and sold? No, it's a tangent. <laughs> I think <laughs> we've got multiple tangents down now. At this yeah, point. that's true. Yeah, we've called too many tangent functions. <laughs> point number two. Code joke. Yeah, point number two. I'm. Or let me just say, I'm sad that this is happening with Sega, but I understand why, and I hope they'll do better with focusing more on the gaming aspect. Now, point yeah. two. There we and go. I'm kind of sad about this as well. I uh, just kind of hope, like, Capcom uh, get, does do this. <laughs> that, that and. <laughs> Well, I feel like across that's the across the it is it is very funny, but bit of a point. Oh look, this conditions. Said Sega about forty times. Fuck, it must be about Capcom. <laughs> yeah, that's them of me. I will not deny it. Yeah, like working conditions in the gaming industry across the globe could be so much better, and I hope like everyone working within gaming right now finds a way to get to those conditions or make them happen. My best of uh, my best wishes to all of you. Now, point number two. AMD hides then restores claims that four gigabytes of virtual RAM is not enough. Just as launches a four gigabyte CPU, I'd say that most certainly is the case. I'd also say like less than sixteen isn't enough. Like oh, as video RAM, video RAM on the oh. GPU. My apologies. I always assume assume that's signed for virtual RAM because I no, was making no. virtual RAM on my thing. Well, I that's a ooh, that's a big misunderstanding. Yeah, AMD claims back in 2020 that after four gigabytes of VRAM was insufficient for modern PC games and could result in error messages, warning limits, lower frame rates, and even gameplay stutters or popping issues. Today, AMD is launching. The, what's it? Um, that's a dollar sign there. Uh, what's it? A hundred and ninety-nine dollar RX sixty-five hundred XT with four gigabytes of VRAM. No, VRAM, dang it! And the blog post featuring Andy's original claim has mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> what could have happened? Who got to that post? <laughs> Where in the world is 
is this bloody blog post? Comment below if you get the reference. Anyhow, AMD is okay. leading the industry at uh, providing games with high VRAM graphic solutions across the entire product offering, said Adit Butani. Okay. Uh, Radeon marketing specialist for AMD. In the blog post from 2020, competitive products at a very similar entry-level price point are offering up to a maximum of 4 gigabyte VRAM, which is evidently not enough to today's games. The blog post now has reappeared. The next entry-level RX 6500 XT is supposedly priced at $199 and is available to purchase today if you're lucky. Effing scalpers. AMD's market for this new GPU includes a media roundtable earlier this month, with uh, Radon Vice President Laura Smith claimed, even with the 4 gigs of frame buffer, there's a really nice frame buffer size for the majority of AAA games. Awkward. (laughs) Uh, This is pretty funny to me. Companies, man. Fuck. It really is. It's like it was like back when, like, what's it? Um, iPhone was still offering like sixteen gigabytes of storage with iPhones. It's like, no, that's clearly not enough anymore. We've really moved beyond that. It is absurd. I think the lowest they go to now is at sixty-four gigabytes, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's not comparable to video memory, though. I mean, it's like right. in the same scale as things become more complex and complicated and take up more data size or, or need yes. more resources, you have to uh, gradually update the bare minimum as time goes on. But a lot of companies are very hesitant to do this because, you know, it will up the price. So, Well, that's what AMD were doing with the 5500 XT. They had this, this blog post where if you actually click the link, the mm-hmm. source link, it shows, oh, available with 8 gigabytes of memory, 5500 XT, 1080p gaming performance, and it's like, it sh- just shows like a graph of 4 gigabytes versus 8 gigabytes of video RAM, and it's okay. like, plus 90%, plus 24%, plus 20%, way better with 8 gigabytes, Wow. So they uh, were doing this. They had this, and then, like, oh God, it's days. Re- so recent. Seeing, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator really does, like, near down how recent this is. Borderlands. Oh, my God. Well, this was last year. Uh, not last year. Two years ago at this. 2020 now. Um, Time has become meaningless within yeah, the pandemic lockdown. Yeah. Everyone jokes about it, but it's, like, true. I just do not have a film concept of time anymore with, like, things that have happened within this pandemic. Honestly, like, um, what's it? A big celebration uh, some more news did. Like, this big, like, multiple-hour-long, like, uh, YouTube episode going over, like, media and all that. I th- I keep thinking that's, like, recent. That recently happened. They recently hit that milestone. It's, like, over six months ago at this point. And it's, like... Every time I see, like, oh, well, this is recommended to me again six months ago, seven months ago, eight months ago, 
I'm just shocked every time because I cannot comprehend it as anything else yeah. other than recently in the past. I have many like videos and channels and things like that that I look at and then I'm like, wow, this is really old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's also part of like for some reason YouTube lately, and I say lately, probably like the last year, is just really recommending like uh, videos you've already seen, but it's not putting the watch bar underneath them unless you're on the channel's page. So um, that really does throw you for a loop. Tangent alert. Tangent yep. alert. <laughs> Let's get back onto this and move on to point three. Uh, Your call. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not even done talking about this. This is Back just this. This is just a <laughs> this is just pretty dumb. Um, four gigabytes. This graphics card, this card, this new sixty five hundred XT is mm-hmm. fine. You can buy it. It's not amazing. Like four gigabytes is not that great. But then again, I mean, games now are not optimized for the most high end graphics shit because people developers know. Most people don't have a 3080 or something. Um, that is true. So, yeah, I just don't like the fact that they took down this old blog post a few days before the new graphics card launched. That's just a shit move. Yeah. Nobody would have talked about this if they've just if they had just let it let it stay there. It's like two years old at this point. Who cares? Who yeah. the fuck cares? I'm, I'm sure, like, changed. when you say nobody, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, some smallish YouTuber with, like, a few thousand subscribers, you know, like, would have brought it up, especially if they disliked well, AMD, but in like, comparison, though, yeah, nothing significant would have come of it. But I'm pretty sure, like, everybody's talking about this now because they pulled it and put it back. Sometimes uh, AMD has, like, these moments where they're like, wow, we are for the we're for the people. We're the good company. We're the good guys. We're not NVIDIA. We're not Intel. Yep. We are way better than those people. And sure, your products can be pretty good sometimes, and that's good. That's fine. Mm. But you're not people's friends. And some people don't understand this. Fucking like AMD stands or Intel stands or whatever. That's people a problem. Like, like... Dumb, insane fanboys. A lot of the, uh, like, advertising always tries to have this, like, friendly approach to it, you know? They, like, endear them to the brand itself. Well, honestly, the brands themselves are only interested in making money, in the most cases, when it's, like, uh, you know, a corporate-owned company as opposed to, like, a worker co-op or something. So, like, as soon as it's more beneficial to them to screw you over as opposed to, like, be friendly with you, they're going to screw you over. Yeah, but don't do it like this, AMD, please. You don't need to hide things that you've said years ago. Just produce more G- C- CPUs and GPUs. I mean, there's like... And that's fine. Yeah, there's still that ongoing chip shortage, as well as, well, several other worries about, like, Taiwan, things heating up over there, things heating up elsewhere. So many people mentioning World War Three. So, mm. yeah, bummer. But that <laughs> supply chains quickly lead to global politics. Well, yeah, let's hope nothing bad happens. 
MDF restored this blog post so you can look at it again if you want to. Until they remove um, it again. Probably will happen anytime uh, now. I don't know if it's going to... The thing also is, don't companies know that like Google caching exists and like Internet Archive? Yeah, and Wayback Machine. You can look machine. at websites that are like old. Yeah, yeah, Wayback Machine, yeah. Mm. Okay, like, um. Yeah, I, they're just dumb. They're just dumb. I really do think, like, like so many people get in there into, like, those high positions based on who they know as opposed to, like, any actual qualifications or drive to achieve anything, you know? And they just make these decisions that they think, yeah, superficially, this would be good for us to hide it, but it's like... I mean, oh, I bet wait. somebody, like somebody went in like oh let's let's make a new blog post for this new card and then they like wanted to grab some essays from an old blog post and they accidentally saw this one and then they went hey guys wait a second look there we said four gigabytes of shit fuck what do we do now (laughs) hide it i get it's not like anyone's gonna mention this you know yeah and it's not like there's any other record of this other than the website itself it's not like yeah, you know, like you said, archives exist. People could take screenshots, human memory. No one's going to call us out on this, right? Right? That's just, 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 literally it. everybody who like knows a slight bit about tech and tech news. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, let's get on to this. Not so hyper. Yes. That's our third topic. Not so hyper. We have a quote from the Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft's Hyperscape website, which just says, we've made the difficult decision to enter development of Hyperscape and shut the game down as of April. Fuck this date format, the 28th of April. I'm not going to say April the 28th. Go away. We set out to create a vertical, close quarters, and fast-paced shooter experience, and we are extremely ex- we are extremely grateful to our community for joining us on our journey. We'll be taking key learnings from this game into future products. To the Hyperscape community, thank you for your passion and dedication to the world of, of Neo Arcade Neo Arcadia, both inside and outside of the game. Your devotion to the game we built will always be cherished. This, um, is, this is exactly what I was on about, like a very friendly kind of approach to like all these marketing interactions, you know? Trying to endear you to, if not the brand of like Hyperspace, which was dead, the brand of Ubisoft. Like, people were still playing this, though. Just not yeah. enough. You don't want to yeah. piss off the last people that were playing it. I mean, if, how many people are playing it, like, active daily? Like, You can still find matches. That's fair. And play it, it's fine. It's not completely dead, it's just mostly dead. Yeah, my dead game experience was, like, um, Battleborn. I think, like... Oh. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think, like, it was, on a fu- foundational level, a better designed game than, like, Overwatch was, and then uh, what Overwatch became, most certainly. But, um... I don't know. They decided, like, uh, not Bobby Carlick, That's like uh, Blizzard. Whoever is in charge of like Gearbox thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and challenge Activision Blizzard 
and release a very similar game within the same time period, as opposed to like six months down the li- uh, down the line. So like there isn't this direct competitiveness. Again, the thing is that this not on. The thing is that this is not on Steam. Hyperscape isn't on Epic Games. Ah. And I know that Steam has like a lot of websites that you can just go look it up, and then it will just mm-hmm. tell you, "Oh, it has five thousand players right now." Uh-huh. Um, I don't think you can actually get playing numbers for this, That's, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's like they have very unrealistic expectations about exponential growth and like getting like a uh, hand over fist in terms of profit. I didn't even know that this game existed until just literally today when I or yesterday when I added this to the running order doc. I I, I knew no clue. I, I knew of it, but I can't remember why. I can't remember if it's like some kind of like um cloud gaming thing or was it like uh people could interact with these uh, They streamer. gave it away on Twitch drops as beta keys. Yeah, Maybe but that's why? Like, I don't Maybe. Know. I honestly, for the life of me, I knew there was something that got it in headlines before because I remember a lot of other people talking about it when it launched. But I, honestly, for the life of me, I just don't remember it. I've never tried it. And it's like, part of me is like thinking, oh, will we do this as a thing for like a stream to see it off, see what it was like? And it's like, I just, I, I'm not bothered, you know? There's just I've something looked, about it. I've watched some. Mm-hmm. like gameplay videos of this and if this hadn't come out when it came out i think this could have been successful because the gameplay looks pretty cool yeah i think like there was it something very fast pace in the foundation there i just i don't know maybe it just didn't have the right style for itself or was coming out when too many other ones were coming out you know i think that's what it is shit timing yeah, like, like again, being too different because it is like what it says in this text. It is very vertical. Oh yeah, that's you that's the thing. Like really people have to watch out for it. people. You really have to watch out for people like above and below you because you can be on fucking rooftops and shit, fucking yeah. balconies everywhere, God, and it's, it's really fast. And people do like insane combos of like different moves that you can do. And if you're not if you don't have great skill in that game, it's probably not going to be fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Two things, like, again, kind of ba- like Battleborn, like, just came out at the wrong time with too much, like, competition or, like, direct competition at it. And the second thing is, like, this will be interesting because I know of a very, um, a game that's going to be kind of like that with, like, a lot of verticality, uh, that Vampire Masquerade Battle Royale game. Where you are playing as like vampires, like going to war in the streets of like a Prague city, I want to say. And you are like hopping up things very quickly and, you know, really take advantage of like verticality or just being on different levels of people. So we'll be interesting to see like okay. if that game like takes off and succeeds. And if it's because of like, you know, in a more open environment where like, you know, it's not going up against too much stuff, or if it is just a a sense of the style because like when i saw like that um kind of like drawn cyberpunk stuff it's like i just wasn't interested but like playing as like a vampire the dead of night doing that exact same kind of thing does intrigue me you know it, it, it always could be you have solid gameplay mechanics but you just don't have the right feel and style to attract people 
another game that this that that the hyperscape theme reminds me of kind of is ninjala on the switch because yes. ninjala is also very vertical plus you can literally run on walls so it's lit you're literally always going up and down except that ninjala is like melee battle you hit yeah, for the most part of like guns and stuff I like Ninjala. Ninjala's pretty good. Um, yeah. I think the- part of that might stem from, if I may speculate, is like they already have to make a skybox so big because the players can always look like straight up. I think it just kind of makes more pragmatic sense to make the, uh, maps a lot more vertical so that way they don't have to be as like, quote unquote, big as like you could run from like point to point uh, over 50 virtual miles. You can set do 25 and just make a lot of things very tall within it. That may be where that sense from. That's just, I don't know. I guess it's just a different style of creating maps. Could be that as well. I think that's more what it is, creative decisions. I don't don't know. Most people probably like Fortnite-style maps and PUBG-style maps, where it's just like a flat plane, essentially, with like a hill on it. (laughs) Yeah, I I never Uh, got big into those games, you know? I don't like those games that much either, yeah? I don't like Battle Royale games. I don't think they're bad, it's just like, you know, I haven't really found what that's got to hook into me. The best I've found is like, I like the characters and what's in Apex Legend, but I was always just like hiding my way to like uh, number four or number three in the game. As soon as it got down to that final circle, I was just like a sacrificial lamb for the two that were actually going to battle it out. <laughs> That's why, why I like Ninjala, because it's not a battle royale game. It is four versus four people. They call it battle royale, but it's just kill as many people as possible and make mm. as many points as possible, which is really fun. Once you get to a high level and people don't just press the, the same button over and over again, that's a big issue in the beginning of that game. Um, everybody, I recommend Ninjala on the Switch. If you have a Switch, fucking try this and b- get a good level, please. B- play ranked on a high level, then it's going to be fun. It's going to suck with random noobs who don't know how to play it. Quick, quick tangent on that. Um, but the main, yeah. actually, the main reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is how um, long ago since we started this topic? I don't know, like <laughs> fifteen minutes. The main reason why I added this, probably more than fifteen minutes. The main reason why I added this was um, community-driven servers are a good concept. Uh, What's wrong with having people? have individual servers that's, that are just community-run. Games that have community-run servers live for so much longer because it's not dependent on, like, oh, big Ubisoft doesn't want to pay this game the fucking servers anymore. Oh, well, fuck you, little Timmy. If this was your favorite game, go away. I think that would always be, like, a good, like, option, like... I definitely think a lot of AAA companies need to really have like a long-term plan for like retiring games once they start to like whittle down. Because like, what's going to happen to Overwatch in like a couple of years? You know, like even if it continues on for a decade, at some point, like the player base will dwindle to the point where like Activision, well, actually Microsoft at this point doesn't really want to like host the servers themselves. But 
has to, it can't be that complicated a, a system where you allow somebody else to run the server itself as long as it connects back to like uh, Microsoft to confirm everybody has a valid copy of the game that they have purchased. You know? I mean, that's literally a thing that exists for many, many fucking games. Yeah, just like set that up as like an end game state for like these, yeah, uh, what's it? Release uh, the shooters and uh, Battle Royales. Yeah, just release the one EXE file when you shut the fucking service down and that's it. Woo! Yeah. Fucking amazing. And then your game doesn't have to be dead in a year. Yeah, especially then, because like if they can keep playing on those fan servers, like people might still keep buying the game to play on said fan servers. You know, if you do have like a direct connection to Microsoft in that scenario. I'm telling you, in like a few years' time, there's gonna be some random new gaming server company. Maybe not a new mm-hmm. one. Maybe some old. Um, those exist already. Like minecraftservers.com or whatever the fuck all of them are called. They have dumb yeah. names. Yeah. MCU Pro Hosting or whatever, not sponsored. Mm-hmm. Fuck MCU Pro Hosting. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. Sorry. Uh, mm. I think so- one of those companies eventually is going to be like, guys, we've done it. We've made a deal with fucking with, with Microsoft. And you can now use our service to get any server that Microsoft has games uh, on any Microsoft game. Look at how awesome we are! Wow! And then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here on episode 418, and I'm gonna be like, "Well, fuck you! This is this is just community-run servers, except shit now because it goes through this one company. That's not." Yes. Good. Somebody's going to find a way to make a shit ton of money with this. Indeed. The only unrealistic part of your hypothesis there is like Microsoft has mailed a deal with them as opposed to buying them outright. Pot- okay, yeah, potentially. <laughs> I, I don't have anything against those hosting companies. Those are fine. Those are good. But at, at one point... At the point where one of them is like, wow, we are the heroes now because we, on our thing, you can get service for all of these games because we have the exclusive rights after the shutdown. At that yeah. point, I'm going to be angry. That's going to be bad. And I'm that's predicting this. Oh, that's a sad prediction and also a most likely accurate one. I mean, that's a good prediction because that means fucking Hyperscape could live on. The next Hyperscape, Hyperscape 4 can live on. I kind of wish like I could still play like well, um, Battleboard, and I'm just going to make a speculation here, if I'm not already right. Rocket Arena at some point as well? Honestly, I just wonder who owns the characters from Rocket Arena, and will the price ever get yeah, low you- enough that I can buy it? <laughs> I would just like to buy that intellectual property right there. Same for Battleborn. We just need like, to wait until Microsoft. I'm going to give Gearbox yeah. like 50 euro for the, the uh, copyright rights to those characters. The intellectual property. I'll give them 50 for that. <laughs> Anywho, I believe that's everything for point number three. Am I correct? Yes. Well, yes, I we shall can. move I'm on to point number four angry. then. 
At point number four, Valve shall start selling the Stream Deck on February 25th. Valve announces that the Stream Deck will go on sale starting February 25th. According to the company's blog, customers who have reservations will get an email on that day and will have three days to place an order. Valve also says that it releases new batches on a weekly basis. So if you've got a reservation, March will be your time to keep an eye on your email. Well, well, well. I don't know. I don't. It's good to cover that, but I don't really know what to riff off of that other than I yay. just want to say that this is pretty sick. Um, but then also, I'm fucking sad because I do have a reservation, but I will uh, not have money on oh. February. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is going to be shit. Can we somehow organize a crowdfunding campaign? No, no. <laughs> what about... Oh, there's got to be, like, a taxing if you do actually do, like, an in-depth, like, um... Because you're uh, far more, like, um, when it comes to computer components, uh, far more tech-savvy than I. I'm sure if you did, like, a video review of it, somehow you can justify it as a tax write-off in your country. I... There has to be a way. There has to be a way. Well, yeah, but, like, that's... Taxes... Tax write-offs are not free money. I know it's money you get back in the long run, so... I still have to buy the fucking Steam Deck first, which I can't do. Crowdfund, crowdfund, crowdfund. What am I going to do? Just open a GoFundMe like, hello, I want a Steam Deck and I don't have (laughs) money. I only only paid the four euro reservation. Four euros? What? Yeah, it is, it is. Yes, or it, it was when I did that like a year ago. That's just mm, no, I, I don't approve. Why? They could easily provide that service for free. It would be so insignificant compared to the price of the Steam Deck itself per user reservating. I just I don't understand. Well, that's mainly a thing against scalpers. You need to have a Steam account that has already purchased things, and then you need to go put in five dollars. Uh, okay, in that case, like that's better, but still. To eliminate sca- uh, scalpers having a thousand new, brand new accounts and just clicking buy with some bot. This is like multiple hoops to, jo- to jump through, and also. I think th- depending on when you res- you did the reservation, I, th- I think you can still do it now, but if you do it now, obviously you're going to get it later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can still get the reservation. <laughs> you can still get it. Uh, it's kind of a joke because I, I would, I had thought that I would like stop this eventually. I don't mm-hmm. think they did though. Actually, let me just open steam and see if that's actually a thing or not. Yeah, this is something I wish I had the money to afford. But also, I can't remember where, but I think it's like also like a somewhat of a Trojan horse scheme on their part. Well, they're offering this really neat device, but it's running on Linux. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Valve, seeing the course Microsoft is on, and given like a lot of their stuff, um, you know, st- a lot of people typically use like... Um, uh, what's it? What's it? The, 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 the Windows, yeah, the Windows for a lot of their computing, and you know, primarily Valve is using Steam at this point in time. They probably want to switch that off to something that is like their own or freely owned, yeah, you know, not really owned by everyone. 
Because at some point, what's to stop Microsoft from saying, yeah, we're not going to allow Steam to work with our browser anymore or operating system. Instead, you have to buy everything through like um, the Microsoft or Xbox store. I mean, so far, Microsoft has been pretty good with just putting things on Steam and having them compatible Mm. with Linux through Steam Play. This is a thing, right? Steam Play exists slash Proton. Mm-hmm. which is kind of this software that sits between your operating system and the game, and it translates the game in real time. And it works fucking great if it works. If it doesn't work, then it's shit because it just well. won't start. Most <laughs> games work, though. It's like 70% of Steam just works on Linux now because the Steam have been putting in so much effort because of the Steam Deck. Because they though because they don't want to have a Windows slash Microsoft monopoly in the games market. Yeah. And that's Ooh. what I'm why I really like the Steam Deck. I already I already use Linux and it's fucking awesome when a game is on Steam. It's shit when a game is only on the Microsoft store or on Epic Games or something. Then it's horrible. Yeah. But things really on is. Steam, yeah, most of the time you can just click start and then that's it. There's a few games that don't work. Like, I think Halo Infinite is probably still broken. Um, That's got to hurt. So, yeah, but this is going to get better with the Steam Deck being out there because, yeah, that just means millions of people will have Linux machines now who didn't have a Linux machine before. That's exactly and, what I was saying. Like a Trojan horse getting and, Linux into people's households. Yeah, most of them won't even ever know that this is a Linux machine because they have their yeah. own fucking SteamOS stuff on top of Linux. So I fucking love this really hard. I think this is pretty good. Yes, if any mad lad is willing to gift one to me, I will gladly accept. But yeah, yeah, I just, I don't I see myself having anyone, one of these in a very long time. Because how much does it cost, like a thousand? I have it open here on my on my computer for 64 gigabytes of <laughs> eMMC memory, which is basically oh. just an SD card. It's 419 euro. How much for an actual usable amount, you know, like how much to like so that's, gigabytes? That's 250, uh, two six, yeah, no, 256 gigabytes and 512. How much for the 512? 512 is 679 euro. 670, that hurts. It comes with the fastest storage, a premium anti-etched glass, exclusive carrying case, Mm -hmm. exclusive Steam Community Profile bundle. (laughs) And and it has a special community profile on Steam. Uh, And then also it comes with an exclusive virtual keyboard theme. Mm. It is fairly nice. And also, also really neat would have been like uh what's it like a redemption for like one like kind of like um game, like indie game, or maybe just like a very beloved game. Like uh Hades or the like came with the Steam Deck for free. That would have been very neat. 
Well, it comes with all of your Steam library on oh, it. That is, that is true. But I'm thinking about like new people who are getting onto a new console who may not have well, Steam libraries at okay. all. That's, you know? that's true, but I guess... Well, like, even that, like, Lupio would be very small, could ve- very easily be shipped with a thing. Very tempting now that I mention it not to reach for my Switch. I am recording something now. I will not touch it. Um, Looking at my Steam page, I might still have a shot at playing this because it says ex- your expected order availability is after Q2 2022. What is Q2? Uh, Q2, I believe, was like the February one, correct? Like, I believe Q1 was like early, uh, sorry, like late 2021. Quarterly calendar. Yeah. You may still be able to get in with this. It says April is what Q2 is. April, May, and June. I guess that makes sense if you split. Oh, yeah. Quarter two. Financial quarter two. That makes sense. After April, May, or June, I can maybe get this. That's actually, actually, that's good. If, If that's when it comes out for me. I could have money by that point. <laughs> you know what okay. really is like twisting the life for me? I I technically do have the money, but it's like all set aside for saving up for a new PC so I can actually do stuff and well, this is money off of that. This is like a four-core CPU, eight threads, and 16 gigabytes of RAM. This is like a PC. Yeah, you I can just... connect a dock to it and use it as like a normal desktop. It's not insanely powerful like the fucking five thousand euro machine that you like wish for, but this is like pretty good. This is like I just want level sixty four gigabytes of RAM and more, and a newish caps. Uh, uh, what's it? Not capture card. Um, graphics card. And because of the environment we live in. That inflates the price exponentially. I'm sorry. I, yeah, but I'm just I don't want to spend thou- 5000 but if I don't, I will have like 16 gigabytes of RAM. It's like video ed- editing. It's like, yeah, it's very intensive. What did you do? You edit like 8K? I'd like to. Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying that the pricing for the Steam Deck, I don't think is that bad. It's, well, I mean, it's, a, bad. it's definitely a lot of big Yeah, But what it is, like, it's fair and it does make sense because, like, the primary like place you would start to purchase stuff, unless you di- really directly want to go to, like, I don't know, the Epic Game Store or, like, the Microsoft Store, whatever, you will most likely be buying all the games you get for it off of uh, Steam, which all Valve sees a cut off of. This is how consoles work, you know? It's always sold as close to as cost as they can get away with, as they can justify, and then everything you buy on there, they get a cut of, whether it's disc or, like, digital download. There's always a piece of the pie going to them. That's how they make it profitable. Yeah. Mm. But, like, a 512 NVMe SSD of that size... They have the smallest size SSDs. That's already like 200 euro, 250. Because they have this special tiny size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's a fucking real computer anyways. It's in a small, tiny little package. 
basically this, this is not a console. Well, it is a console, but it can be a PC. Yeah, it depends on whether you have a dock or not. Like this little thing, just by a, a brief flex of its arm, can blow the switch out of the water. Oh graphically, yeah, I yeah. think um, computationally, like this. I, again, I don't have anything against the Switch, but now I have this, like, fear of buying anything that's not Nintendo exclusive, because, like, I could get it for better on, like, the Xbox or PlayStation and get, like, better results from it. Like, I try and just search through, like, the on-sale page for, like, um, Switch, and it's, like, I go, like, two entries down, and it struggles to load the next one. That That really does worry me when it comes to, like, buying games to play. If this can't load a page quickly enough... What's going to stop it from, like, you know, struggling to launch a bigger game? I mean, it's a, it's a fucking, what is it? Like a, an Android phone, a mid-range Android phone from, like, 2016. Ah, That's All what of it was, is. like, it was built off the back of the failure of the uh, Wii U. They just wanted a, a console that was as cheap as possible, that had at least some potential to succeed, but not like cost so much that they'd be at a huge loss if it flopped again. Because that was like the make or break point if like a Nintendo was going to stay as yeah. like a console company or just like a third party software company. And to be fair, the Switch is tons more powerful than the Wii U is, but just mm-hmm. in relation to the Steam Deck or the other consoles, it's just not. But, I just yeah. kind of wish like the dock had some additional parts in it to really help run the beefier games, you know? That, do, you rem- do you remember, like, there were rumors on that, like, oh, they would, Nintendo will put hardware in the dock, that's why the dock is so big, so you can upgrade it in the future, oh, and then God. it will have, like, 4K support and stuff like that. That never happened. From at the launch. I was hearing that in relation to, like, the Switch 2 stuff, or, like, maybe Switch Pro, oh, yeah, which eventually yeah. became, like, the switch OLED because of, you know, semiconductor issues and the like, given the state the world is, all they could really do was just, like, make it slightly bigger and, you know, do a fancier screen. But otherwise, it's, like, pretty much the same switch as you have right now, which was not great for me because I don't really play that much handheld. So it's like, okay, you have, like, the switch light and now the switch, what's it, um... OLED to for do different kind of like uh, handheld experiences solely handheld and wanting a really nice picture while you're playing handheld. But what about improved docked capability? Um, am I just stuck waiting for the Switch Two? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we've gone several tangents deep at this point. That means well, it's time mm-hmm. for us to rush to the service again and get to point number five. Topic number five, which is not a happy topic. Uber sued for uh, $63 million by a man who was paralyzed in a crash. A Massachusetts man who's suing Uber for $63 million US dollars, claiming the ride-hailing company hired a driver with a dangerous record. Who was at the wheel in an accident that left him paralyzed? Will Good was in an Uber. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that is a, that I is just a name. realized that he's, his name is Good 
I read that yesterday and I was like getting so confused until I realized his name was good. Yeah, that is. I don't a, want to laugh at this story, but that was good. It's a very nice name, unfortunately, coming up in a very tragic story. Yeah. Fucking awesome name, dude. I'm sorry about being paralyzed. Will Good was in an Uber last. Oh my God, this fucking date format. April I hate 30th. this so much. They're 30th of April. A year ago, more, almost a year ago. On his way home from work when the driver swerved. Swerved? Swerved? Yeah. Swerved sharply and mm-hmm. hit a parked car. According to the lawsuit filed Tuesday in Suffolk Superior Court. The lawsuit says Good struck his head on the the passenger side seat and immediately knew he was paralyzed. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot. The lawsuit states that the driver has a driving history dating back to 1996. That includes more than 20 driving citations, including several for failure to stop and failure to yield. Mm -hmm. According to, to the suit, the driver was previously required by Massachusetts to undergo a driver retraining course. Uber, Good's lawsuit argues, should not have hired the driver for its platform given his lengthy history of citations and should have expected that hiring him would result in jeopardy to the health and safety and or welfare to residents of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. What does it say not so hyper after this? Some fucking bad copying. That's <laughs> that happened. That was not a good thing. Okay. Oh. My God, I'm I'm furious at this. Because this was happening as I was like going up the gig economy coming in and offering services at a loss to kill uh, to kill off established enterprises such as just like taxi companies. Not around as much anymore you're far more likely to find, you know, Uber drivers instead, which are far less regulated, have far less accountability, don't really have background checks when it comes to the drivers, you know? Kind of dangerous. As this lawsuit is evident to point out. There is reasons why Uber in Germany doesn't work the same way that it does in seemingly everywhere else. I imagine, like, legal requirements. You you need a special license to commercially transport people in Germany. So you can use Uber, but you can use Uber here. You can use Uber here, but only, well, you won't get random people signing up for Uber as a driver. It's just actual, like, trained licensed drivers. My God. That's so good. Which you can say is. Oh no, this is a fucking communist country controlling what you can do. This is not freedom. But yeah. I would argue that reading it's stories not like, like freedom this, either to have like random, unqualified, incompetent people rushing around on yeah. the roadway trying to make like a pickup or a drop off of a person, driving recklessly and just slamming into a parked car, leaving you paralyzed for life. That's yeah, not freedom. I like the freedom either. to not die. Yeah. As much as possible. I agree that some things are a bit strict here sometimes, but not most most things aren't. In this case, I think this is mostly good, though. 
I think like, maybe they should make it easier to get those licenses. But if you, you need to get like checked and shit still, and don't fucking yeah, just, don't get this. If you're like twenty years off a reckless driving fucker, like this person apparently is, that should be like the bare minimum. Like that alone should disqualify you from getting that type of license, and should like save someone's life. You know. Like, the, honestly, a lot of that stuff should be more commonplace, but it just isn't because America, America, and people watch a lot of stuff from America and get, like, certain assumptions about the way the world should be because of the dominance of its uh, media. It's very frustrating. I'm amazed that this person even works for Uber. Does Uber not check anything? What do no, they check? That's why, that's why I'm saying anyone can sign up. They only check if you can download the thing. And you got a car. Do they I check can't. if you have a license even? No. I would say no. Like, at the very least, starting off, they didn't. They just, car, phone, you're good to go. And it's like, especially like, and again, like, the money that we're making, a lot of people are just like, stuck in a kind of death trap with Uber, barely making more than they're spending. Like, to drive cars from place to place. It's an, it's maddening. It's Which is probably leads you to like rush more so you yep. can get more drivers in a day. Uh-huh. And then you're going to go like, oh, well, the speed limit here is 40 kilometers an hour. But well, if no I go 60, you know if, go if I go 60. 60. <laughs> oh, no, this, oh, God, this is ridiculous. Again, like, it just... So many people on the right in America rail against like any form of regulation whatsoever restricting things like this. But again, if this was in place, this man would still be walking today. This driver would not have been hired, would not have been able to be hired if he was carrying on in the exact same manner he has been, apparently for 20 plus years. Like, Oh it's infuriating. It's so yeah. It's it really as an American, it just frustrates me to no end to just hear people constantly shouting about freedoms and we get stories like this. Or like, you know, there's like real happy feel good stories about someone like raising enough money to help their friend with their cancer treatment. And it's like, but wait, that kid was just going to suffer and die of cancer if he didn't get this money? The fuck? I, I'm pretty sure I'd want to, that children to always be taken care of when they have cancer. Give it the best shot they can at a cure and, you know, treated with dignity if things don't work out after that. But nope. You have to have, like, some kind of cute lemonade stand or something that makes a nice headline. I mean, for the ones that get the nice headlines. Just at least so this dude wrong. is getting the headlines because I think... $63 million? That seems a bit high to me, but yeah, sure, go for it. Well, I mean, that's if the problem. If you get like, fucked by Uber, then fuck them back. As Especially an individual person, like, maybe, if you're thinking in terms of, like, one person having that much money, maybe. In terms of, like, Uber as a company, despite them, like, still operating a loss, they're a multi-billion dollar company. This is nothing. Well, this is yeah, nothing. But, but like... I don't know. In my mind, I would never be like, oh, my leg is broken. Let's sue, I don't know, McDonald's because I slept on a fucking burger. 
let's sue them for a hundred million dollars now. Well, again, that's a that bit would never different. cross that's... my mind, but I guess that's what American lawyers do. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Was like, did you drop the hamburger yourself and sip on it on residence, or was it like a careless habits of an employee that left a hamburger on the main pathway that people walk upon? Because that is what affects it in, in terms of legal sense. Yes. Because the reason they're suing them is like they didn't like stumble in front of the car, shit faced or anything. They were just stationary in a parked yeah. car and got hit, and now they can't walk for the rest of their life. And the sad news is, like this is not enough money to actually punish a big corporation like this. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's gonna be Mm-mm. okay. It's obviously not gonna make Wilgood's life awesome again, but I, having $63 million is still a, pl- a positive. I, um, I, it if this goes through. I do wonder just like how paralyzed it is. It doesn't say like quadriplegic yeah. or paraplegic or I don't know. Like if he's we'll lost full body mobility. We'll keep an eye on this story, definitely. I know. If he's lost more, full body motility, there's like I don't know if there's like any amount of money unless it's like specifically enough money to afford treatment to restore your ability to walk. That would be enough. But, you know, and something else really gets me sad about this. There's probably like stem cell research that had been funded over like the, the period this uh, driver had been a reckless driver since like 1996. If that had been like appropriately funded, like there probably would be, uh, you know, not like, well, I would ideally under some like Medicare system be free, but like not wholly inexpensive treatment course to restore his ability to move. But you know, like uh, religious people on the right, it's like playing God can't have those groundbreaking treatments. I mean, this is a bit a bit uh, deep into tangent, but like the, apparently there's some actual antiviral stuff in relation to like um, marijuana. That like people just have only discovering now, but would have known for years if it wasn't for like the war on drugs. So, trying to find out how paralyzed he is right now. I mean, it's bad either way, but it's like yeah, I could. It's just I in my mind, from what I can vision it, if I still had like, you know, movement of my arms, also, and ideally, like downstairs quote-unquote was still working but even without that if i still had movement in my arms i could still see myself making good use of that money and still trying to live life to the fullest it's just like if i can't talk like i just don't know man i don't know there's always like uh... base about like ableism in relation to this about like you know speculating on somebody else's existence saying like I'm not saying it's impossible to find meaning in that in that state. It's just on a personal level, I just I'm struggling to comprehend what I do. So okay, I found this other story. Uh-huh. I just want to read this little part. Where is it? This little sentence right here, which which is after the crash, the driver reportedly tried to move good, who told him to stop, saying that he thought he had broken his neck. That's not a good thing to, like, hear or read or experience. 
Like having to tell like your assailant <laughs> that you've broken my neck, don't move me. That's bad. But on the upside, don't move somebody talk. who's like yeah, that's 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 good. But that's saying the words my neck is broken, fuck off, is not a good thing to say in that situation. <sighs> don't move somebody who's like, Oh, I have spine injuries now. You're gonna make things a lot worse if you move them. I'm surprised that most people don't seem to know this. Mm-hmm. Don't move somebody if they say that they've like hurt the spine. Like, like after they fall down, that they're. I think it's hurt. just a failure of the met, uh, like the education system, not teaching these like very vital bits of first aid. You know, like I think everyone should le- have learnt about this in school, but quite frankly, a lot I, of people didn't. Okay. I learned about that, but only for my driving license. So well, not everybody yeah. drives, and like there was actually a course in my school, but it was in an optional like technical year that not everybody could get into. There was like a limited number of slots to just basically do some things like that. And uh, the only other one that comes to mind off the top of my head right now is like some martial arts training. That's just kind of like a buffer year after going through like three years of like the leaving cert to kind of like wind down after that. And it's like, why isn't stuff like that standard? You know, you do a lot of like the higher learning stuff. Then you take like a kind of break year to learn some of the basics of like operating in society as a whole after you do the next two years. Like, you know, how to file your taxes, some basic first aid stuff, you know, self-defense, sociology, you know? Okay. But hey, that's just me. Um, Anyhow, I don't know if that existed. That sounds interesting, though. Yeah, I wanted to do it myself. you should learn. Yeah. And now, to tie it back into the jokes made earlier. And point number two and number one, which for listeners of this is either very recently ago or an eternity ago, depending on how much you like this podcast, which you're a trooper if you're stuck it out this long, if it feels like an eternity. <laughs> Minnie Mouse's new outfit. This one's a bit more freeform. Uh, TLDR, uh, 30th anniversary is coming up uh, in, con- in a tandem with like Women's History Month. So Disney has decided to unveil a new uh, pantsuit outfit for Minnie Mouse, which I have to say I like a lot. It was designed by, uh, I think, a French designer. And, you know, it really shows. It's a lot. It sticks in my memory a lot more. Anyhow, the main reason this is of note is not because of the decision in of itself, but the culture war from the right. People are just, you know... People in America, the right in America is it's like its own beast. Its own beast, separate from the right in a lot of other countries of the world. They are tearing this up. They are going mad over this. And they've recently gone mad, not more than a week ago, over the green M&M not being in go-go boots anymore. Like, they are frothing at the mouth about this outfit. Truly insane. And all I would like to say is, like, yeah, I, I like the suit. I think Minnie still looks very pretty in it. Yeah. It is a very nice suit. Looks pretty if, good. If anything, I'm going to look up even more adult content specifically because of this. Oh featuring God. it. <laughs> and yet Don't say things like that. No, I have to, because because every talking point is like the destruction of femininity and the society of culture and like you know making women not pretty anymore to be, like, uh, you know, progressive. That's the everything they say about this. And 
while I do have some like um, qualms of like somewhat the weaker cultural points from the left about you know doing stuff like this in the first place, thinking it's some grand gesture that will affect and change the world as a whole. The talking points made by those at Fox News, Fox News, and similar organizations are just truly baffling, truly mind-numbing. It is insane that they think just because like someone is in a pantsuit, they somehow become less attractive, or they have to always be wearing a certain style of clothing in order to be seen as pretty, as feminine, as you know, attractive. It is infuriating to me that this keeps coming up. Like every couple of months, it is baffling to me. So yeah, if no, no other reason than pure spite, I shall be making some searches over the next couple of days. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's actually a British designer. Ah, my apologies. I assumed it was like Disney and Paris, so I thought it was a French designer. McCartney from the UK, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Like, did she get a work visa, or...? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to be in fucking Paris to work for Disneyland Paris, right? This is 2022. I was just taking a cheap shot there. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Yes, I. you had some thoughts. Uh, and when I first introduced this to you, do you want to go over it again for those watching at home, listening so, at home, I should say? There's a few, like, quotes on the sources that we have, a few websites, like, where it says, which one is it? Um, right now we have, like, the BBC and Entertainment, uh, a Yahoo. Fucking Yahoo, yeah. Um Oh, yeah. For example, this one on the BBC page. This is not the one that I read before, but this is equally dumb. Conservative US commentator Candace Owens criticized Uh. the makeover as an attempt to make Minnie Mouse more masculine, accusing those those behind it of trying to destroy fabrics of our society. I don't understand how people go from, oh, this is a fucking cartoon mouse to destroying the fabrics of society it's it's mad because it ties into like specific gender roles within like uh, men and women which tie in specifically to how they dress and to a perceived natural and innate order to them which again that's that's stupid though (laughs) <laughs> like the first half of the quote, which is now already escaping me because it's that dumb, to masculinize her. Yeah, more masculine. What is what is inherently masculine about wearing pants? And it's just her? fucking trousers. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Everybody and wears this. I, mean. I am specifically looking this up out of pure spite of oh, nonsense like that. Imagine nonsense like, like this person. That. Imagine this this fucking commentator person looks at like a, a child or something and then the child <sighs> is like wearing trousers and then this fucker goes oh my god don't masculinize this child it's a child oh, really why I is did... it this masculine fuck yeah they they really that's the same logic as fucking stupid just fucking wear clothes it doesn't matter yeah there was like i think back in the 70s in america there was like this um 
trend of like, yeah, like gender neutral clothing, like just it, pants, wear them, whatever. And there was a lot of pushback after the 70s to that. And we've never really like properly come back from that pushback. Like now with a lot more people identifying as like trans and non-binary, well, at least like on a publicly, you know, comparative to like the 90s. And people like really questioning like gender norms, either being transgender or gender abolitionists. It's like they really are just making a huge stink out of things like this in relation to that. Again, saying there has to be this natural order to this. Again, like it's so bizarre. Heels started off as a a pair of masculine clothing back like in the Middle Ages, I want to say, back when people are still riding horses from place to place. And Fedora, a typically masculine hat, started out uh, started off as a woman's hat. Like, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. It's just stuff you put on your body because you like looking a certain way yeah. with these articles of clothing. Who cares what articles of clothing other people are wearing? Why make such a stink over it? But they, they insist on it because they, well, they, they really idolize the 1950s, you know? That's the air they want to live in. And on that uh, delve into depravity, let us wrap up the show. Yes, well, I guess going to end the show right now. And I will suggest that if you have managed to listen for this long, you should probably rate this podcast five stars and leave a subscription here as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you catch your podcasts. Also, follow me on Twitter at WatchStylistTV, maybe on like streaming websites, trovo.live slash TV. And uh, I am hoping that you're going to join us again next week. Yes. And I've had an absolutely wonderful time here. Really did like going on into all these other topics. And I loved adding in the mini one to add that little slice of chaos. Yes, I've been Sod. You can find me on Twitter at, at PassionSod and uh, Twitch and YouTube at uh, Sod Passion Gaming, where I like to stream. You can also find everything else I do under my link tree. Thank you very much for your time, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, next, week's te- next week's topics are going to be better and less depressing than this. <laughs> we make no promises on that. We, I, we cannot yeah. be told. We will be sued for liable. We live in a very sad world. <laughs> Somebody's going to get us for $69 million because we said, oh, it's less depressing next time. That's not. Next time we start know. talking about cultural genocides that are happening in the world. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny because it's very sad and I need to escape my misery. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And with that. I wish you a good rest of your day. Don't Bye. don't have car accidents which leave you paralyzed. <laughs> oh my god. What an ending. <laughs> Goodbye. Hard cut. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I'm quite frankly a very horny individual. Like, it's not much of a statement saying it's coming in the future. Or should I say I'm coming in the future? Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs>